This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Adam Toll. He was set on solving a big problem for video gamers, specifically internet lag. He invented his company, Haste, with his co-founder, which uses next-generation network software to reduce lag and improve overall network stability. He was also the first Haste investor and previously co-founder and COO of Big Champagne. All right, Adam, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so, so for people who are not gamers, maybe try and describe Haste so that the world can understand it. Yeah, so Haste is software that optimizes the internet for real-time experiences, right? And so uh, as a platform and as a technology, um, what we're really solving for is any type of real-time application. You know, we're, we're actually using one right now um, in the form of Slack, right? So or voice Skype. over IP video, excuse me, Skype, yeah, uh, voice over IP uh, video conferencing, downstream applications of those technologies, right? Like telemedicine and distance learning. There's networked VR, if VR ever actually becomes a mass market thing. Um, there are a lot of ways that the internet is used where you have, you know, you can really think of it fundamentally as there's three characteristics, right? It's user-generated content. It's content that's being created in real time, right? And where the need for the sort of stabilization or optimization of the network connection is fully two-way or multi-way. And so that really is what distinguishes what we're doing from a more traditional content delivery network. Um, so, so, so that's really the platform and the big long-term vision of the company, of course, you know, gets into all of those things. Those won't all be markets for us, but the point is there's a lot of places to take the, uh, the technology as a platform. Yeah. Adam, if, if, if VR takes off, you get rich. I mean, connection speed is going to be critical in these enriched VR experiences. If, if, if you look at the history of VR development and the things that have held it back, obviously there's things like miniaturization and stuff like that. Um, but they really have focused on, they actually even use the term lag, right? And they really mean sort of hardware lag, you know, turn your head, does the screen update, um, all of those things that get into mode to the just a, a growth of the mobile technology, right? Miniaturization, more powerful processors, screens, high quality screens. That's all really made uh, the headset viable, right? Right? And so they've solved sort of hardware lag. And you hear people in the VR space talking about software lag now. And what they really kind of mean is, hey, you can't just press a button and port a game or an experience to VR. You have to sort of refactor. I remember hearing somebody from Facebook saying they put on a headset um, and it was a uh, it was a first person shooter, a game, right, that had been ported to VR. Obviously, it was invaded. They'd done it quickly. And he said, even just looking down at my at my shoes in the game induced massive vertigo. And it's because, you know, you're really starting to mess with human senses. And so they're on sort of software lag now where they're fixing that. 
what but is ca- as- what's caused what is causing that though is it is it is it this connection connection to the internet the strength of the connection to the internet or what so this is before they even get to the internet right and they're solving this now when you just plug into a game and and what i'm suggesting is that the minute this thing goes social right the minute people start interacting over the internet in games or other social experiences they're going to hit network lag, right? And it's, you know, to, to get under the hood, it's a combination of latency or ping, right? Uh, but also packet loss and jitter, which is the stability of your connection. So all of those kinds of things don't really matter with email or web browsing or, or, or checking Facebook, right? Because if a page loads half a second longer, it, you don't even notice, right? And then the CDN industry emerged to fix this underlying problem with the internet, right? Which is that it's just not very efficient. It's not a very, uh, it's not a highly optimized network. And, and that's a feature, not a bug. The CDN industry emerged in the late nineties when you started having a lot of rich media on the internet, right? And it took CNN.com 45 seconds to load, Yep. right? And so the CDN industry emerged kind of fixed for rich media. And that's why we have Netflix today. Right, you can buffer. You can do a lot of things. So, Adam, what are what over. are you what are you fixing? How, how does it actually work? How's your tech work? Sure. So, you can think of Hasten kind of three layers. So, the first layer is there's a physical infrastructure layer. So, we go and we put servers and switches in key places on the internet, and those key places for us right now are related to where people are and where game servers. Name are, a right? few. Uh, so Chicago and LA are, are big game hubs. Seattle is a big game hub. So you literally um, have a, 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 something I could walk up to next time I visit to Seattle. I could touch it. It's a building with servers in it. Yeah, it's exactly right. And by the way, these are just, these are in the same places other people are in, right? So 360 CERMAC is the sort of beating art of the internet in Chicago. And we're right in the same place where the game servers are, right? So we're all leasing space and bandwidth. So there's a physical location aspect. Uh, the thing that distinguishes what we're doing, the thing that's the, you know, the reason that's why that's not just buying racks and putting servers in data centers is because we connect the, the, the uh, connectivity that we bring in, the network connectivity is extremely varied. So all of these points of presence, not only are you connecting through the standard public peering fabric that's a part of any you know, standard hosting agreement, but we're bringing in dedicated connections to eyeball networks, right? So you know, all of the sort of residential ISP networks we use dedicated fiber optic connections in some cases for sort of you know for, for long haul traffic where where we have a you know a lot of traffic so connecting Chicago and LA and New York and Atlanta and things like that right um, and uh, we also work with some really interesting innovative companies that are sort of uh, that are uh, pushing the whole infrastructure model forward right? and how do you and make so the point is, your, yeah go ahead sorry no no wrap that thought up. Yeah, so 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 that physical infrastructure is basically a bunch of distributed pops that are connected in many many different ways, creating this kind of powerful mesh. Um, and and when we route traffic, we use many of those routes, right? So think of it as like ways for the internet. Except instead of having to pick one route that you're going to drive, we actually drive all of your data on all of those routes simultaneously. And then reconstruct on either end of the transaction, be it the game server or the user's computer, we take whichever bits and bytes arrive first and put them back in order and then hand it off to the application. And it looks like a completely normal data stream to them. Right? That analogy, so no- is a, that's a great analogy. That makes perfect sense to me. All right. Talk money to me. We could talk tech all day long, but talk money to me. How do you make money? 
So uh, the way we make money is by selling access to the platform. We've been in beta for most of this year, um, and we're right. You know, we've we've technically put up the paywall. Um, and people are starting to subscribe, but really the way we're going to make money and the way that this business scales is through partnerships with other players in the space, right? And so that means ISP. So think, you know, Turbo Game Boost powered by Haste as a new service that an ISP can offer. Um, we are getting ready to, um, unfortunately, you know, I, I wish I could talk about it here with you, but we're getting ready to make some announcements on that front. Uh, working directly with game companies is another constituency. Right? So Adam, though, just to be clear, you're, are you charging a, you're charging a monthly fee for people to access this or you're doing group deals with some of these partnerships you're talking about? Yeah. So right now it's it's a monthly fee. You can you can subscribe on a monthly basis or have an annual subscription um, right now. It's six ninety nine a month. Um to be perfectly candid, we're we're figuring out pricing, and one of the uh, so the product right now really just supports two major games. That's what we've been in beta with: uh, League of Legends and Overwatch, are two of the biggest, most popular. Two games, good ones. Right? Yep. We're just about like we're we're literally later this month. The dam breaks and rapid uh, support for you know all of the other games uh, starts coming online. So until that happens, you know, you won't scale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You st- you strike me as a guy that doesn't mind kind of being vulnerable and open. So I mean, t- I mean, you're at like one customer right now, two customers. How how little how few customers do you have paying you? So I I I, I shouldn't talk about that um specifically. Um I just don't think we're ready to. We're right out of the gate, but we but we are we have, you know, thousands of people who are paying us. Oh. Okay. Okay. I mean, so you're not right. You didn't like just launch the paywall. I mean, how do you, you made it sound like you made it sound like you just launched paywall yesterday and you're struggling to get your first customer signed up. So you have thousands of people paying seven bucks a month. Well, bear in mind that we have, um, I was just looking at the stats this morning since we went into beta and open beta in January, we've got, we have a, a almost 350,000 people who've signed up and, and who are using Haze. Now to put that in context, uh, you know, on a weekly basis, we see about 50,000 of them actively playing. Uh, and that's actively playing the two games we support. And we actually get contact from, because the installation on a user's computer, you know, talks to our network, we see about 75,000 installations that, that show up on a weekly basis. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com, click the red button that says install this on Gmail, and when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report, and you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use, www.thetopinbox.com.
and you have a free plan. So all those 50,000 active, uh, I imagine, a, you know, a large majority of those are not paying, but a portion of those are paying. That's, and that's right. That's where your revenue is coming from currently. That's absolutely right. And why do you not want to give me a specific? Is it just because you're in the middle of negotiating kind of partnerships and it may give you or, or take away leverage in those conversations? Look, that's right. Or I mean, you know, the same reason, you know, it's we, we feel like we are um, we're, we're just at the point we're about to flip this from our early focus, which was direct to consumer. Right. So let me just take a moment and point out that in the gaming space, in the esports space, critically important, right, to really engage with the community in a really authentic and genuine way. And that's been easy for us because, you know, my, my co-founder built this or, or, you know, sort of developed a prototype of this literally as, as our target customer. He was getting frustrated with playing to, you know, sponsor amateur tournaments. Um, we work um, and have mostly driven signups through working with influencers, right? So YouTubers and Twitch streamers. So Adam, I want to stop um, right there real quick. Yep. That's how you've gone, because that's an impressive number, 350,000 signups. You've driven most of those signups by working with influencers. Very, very low cost, grassroots, primarily an influencer campaign. That was the that was the big, uh, big, big, big pole in the tent. The, and you're, the and you're bootstrapped, things. right? You haven't, have you, have you raised capital to spend on paid or no capital? We, yes, we've raised capital. We've, we've actually raised uh, over $6 million. Okay. But, and most of that has gone towards what? So uh, most of that has gone towards solving this really hard technical problem. No, no, specifically though, like engineering salaries, paid spend. Yep. Yep. Right now, if you, uh, if you, if you look at where we spend our money, it is, um, you know, re- really heavily weighted towards, uh, towards salaries, but we also have significant infrastructure. Right? And you're so, part of the investor in that, right? You said you're an early investor in Haste. I am. Yeah. So it, it, my, my co-founder is actually an engineer who worked for me in my last startup. And he called me up out of the blue and said, hey, Adam, you know, I've been working on this thing. It's it was a, a, just a personal project. I thought I was hacking together a solution for myself, but I think there's really something here. I think there's some patents to file. I think there's a business. Would you just give me some advice? Like, you know, what should I do next? And I was delighted to do that just as a, you know, as a friend and sort of acting as a mentor. And that's that was my introduction to esports. I mean, I was sort of broadly aware of it, but I certainly wasn't, you know, keenly aware of the sort of pervasive problem of lag and and all of that. And so as I learned about what he was doing and learned more about the space, uh, I got more and more interested. So I ended up providing him a sort of first, you know, first couple slugs of kind of pre-seed capital. How much total did you put in just personally? uh, I put uh, personally, I put in one hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, good. That's nice that you have risk, right? Yep. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. so and, moving- well, and sorry, just, just to cl- close the loop on that. And so, you know, I was first an advisor, then an investor. And finally, we just looked at each other after kind of working on this as a project for six months and said, Hey, let's, let's found this thing together. And, and he said, look, you, you know, it's obvious you should come be the CEO. So yep. can we put a, um, I know you don't want to give me a specific, but can I put a general range on kind of, on kind of number of paying customers? Is it, you know, is it less than 10,000, but more than a thousand? Is that fair? Yeah. Okay, got it. So that, you know, if I multiply those by seven, you're doing somewhere between $7,000 and $70,000 per month in revenue currently. Yep. That's fair. Great. And then talk to me about some of the other stuff here. So these just quick one word answers because we're running out of time. Churn. Do you, are you guys seeing people sign up and then churn or are they sticky? Uh, we, we, we do see churn. Um, it's a little higher than we'd like, but what we're starting to see is that people are coming back too, right? So uh, this is a lot of us is learning about our users. Um, they will come and use the product for a month and then maybe stop using it, 
but then actually come and uh, they don't even have to sign up again, right? They just reactivate their account. So we're seeing, um, I guess that's not a negative churn, but we're seeing people come, you know, churning back in, right? So, so Adam, if you have like 100 people in, in month one, what is it paying? What does that go down to in month two? Like you have 6% monthly churn, 4%? What is it? Uh, it's around uh, four, between four and 5%. Okay, and that's not horrendous. It's not horrendous, but it's not great, right? Yeah. I mean, Look at that on an annual basis. That's a lot. So. Uh, now, all of your acquisition, though, currently is free, right? Uh, sorry? All of your like new customers, you're signing up, new users, you're doing that all free right now, correct? Uh, you mean they're not paying? Or no, I'm, no. I'm, Are you I'm, sponsoring I'm, or spending money on Google AdWords or Facebook ads? Oh, got it. Yes. So uh, it's, it's, it's actually a timely question, right? So we've actually dialed back our marketing a little bit. Um, we, uh, we've continued to really stick with the influencer side. We're experimenting. What did you, Adam, what did you dial back from? Give us context. What was the most you spent in one month? Um, we got to, uh, up to about 75,000. Okay. And, and, um, where was that mostly being spent? Mostly, uh, mostly on the influencer side. And what was um, it costing you to, to, of that 75 grand, like how many new customers or new signups would that drive you? So, uh, it was, it, it was really efficient. It was driving, you know, uh, in typical month was 35,000. Uh, our peak month during beta, and this is when we were giving it away, and uh, was uh, close to fifty thousand. Yeah. So look, if you take seventy five thousand and that gets you thirty five thousand signups, I mean that's like less than two dollars a new signup. That math works. Why'd you stop? It's it's very efficient. The reason we stopped is because we actually just wanted to pause while uh, while the engineering team got caught up with game support, right? So there's. There's a number of things uh, in the product that will drive value. And the first and biggest and most obvious is, hey, get get beyond two games, right? How about all the games, yep. right? And what's the um, team size currently? Uh, 15. All, where are you guys all based? Uh, Atlanta. Very cool. Makes a lot of sense. Adam, let's wrap up here with the famous five. These are one word quick answers. You ready? Uh, sure. Yeah. No, number number one, if you have one, what's your favorite business book? Oh gosh, you know when I read Lean Startup, uh, that that was uh, that that was a seminal moment for me. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? It's funny. I am actually studying uh, and following a guy named Cyrus Field, uh, who um, uh, actually was the sort of genius behind the first transatlantic telegraph cable. So he's long dead. Uh, but it's an incredible story of when you had, you know, mature telegraph networks in, in Europe and the United States, and they were suddenly connected by the first uh, transatlantic telegraph cables. Incredible, uh, just a, like a, a almost a singularity moment where you had these two mature networks that were separated by sailboats, right? And suddenly they were connected uh, by data. And what he went through to build that, to finance it, uh, the interruption by the Civil War, it's an incredible story. So he's a really amazing guy. It's funny, we've forgotten his name, right? He's not like a Henry Ford or a, you know, uh, uh, or a Carnegie. But when you go back and look at contemporaneously, he was celebrated globally as being this incredible technology visionary. Um, you know, who helped connect, you know, the, the progenitors of the internet. Number three for you, Adam, what's your favorite online tool? Oh, it's gotta be Slack with maybe discord as a close second. That's good. Number uh, four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, I get at least eight hours and I have to catch up on the weekend because I need a lot of sleep. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh, I am married. I have a 10 year old daughter who is um, not into gaming. (laughs) That's great. And how old are you, Adam? 
Uh, I'm 47. Last question. Take us back 27 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, my God. Um, you know what? I wish my 20-year-old self knew uh, to be a little bit nicer to myself, right? Like, be, be nice to yourself. Give yourself a break a little bit. There you guys have it from Adam Toll. Be nicer to yourself. He had success in his first company, then founded Haste after one of his uh, after one of his teammates from his first company brought it to his attention, and it just they kind of just jived. Uh, they've since had over three hundred fifty thousand users sign up for the platform, which helps basically decrease lag times, especially in the gaming worlds. They now serve and they have between a thousand and ten thousand paying customers that pay about seven bucks per month. They just turned on that paywall in twenty seventeen, so no revenue in twenty six. Uh, but again, growing quickly, $6 million raised, 4% churn, looking at scaling with our team of 15 based mainly in Atlanta. Adam, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks so much, Nathan.